drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. It is picked up by the line. Darius Slade's got it. Coming back right side, 25. Picks up a block at the 30. Darius at the 40. Drink it in, drink it in. Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Rolls to the right, Stafford throws deep. Got a man out there, Enzo, caught, touchdown, Detroit Lions, Marvin Jones. Stafford! Drink it in, drink it in. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Detroit Kool-Aid. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Monday here on the Fantasy Football Flavor Show. Now, before I get started... Like, there's plenty of fantasy shows out there that gives you stats and numbers and who does play and why and all that. You know by now, this show is more me freelancing on the mic as well as giving you that, like, real-life examples, experience, how to deal with situations. I'm like a coach. I'm more of a situational coach more than a analytical coach, let's say. So today on the Fantasy Football Flavor Show, I'm going to do kind of a shorter show, but I want to talk about a couple different things. And let, let's not even just mess around. Let's get right into it. The first thing I want to talk about are the ups and downs of fantasy football season. I got a few examples here for you and just things to think about. So you know, the last couple years in a few of my leagues, like I've been riding high, you know, I got a few uh, championships on the mantle. I come back here in 2019. I feel like I hit some home runs in my drafts as well as, you know, rookie drafts, some of these bigger leagues I've been doing. But the the football season is just like the NFL where it, ups and downs, injuries, managing the roster, like, you know, being on top of it, but also not overthinking it. So, this season's been a really good example of that for me. I know that, you know, in the one league where I'm the two-time defending champ, um, <laughs> that uh, I've had a tough season. You know, all year I was sort of, at, you know, middle to the bottom, and then I start creeping up. I think I won six out of my last seven games, something like that, you know, got in the playoffs. I thought I had a good chance to get to the championship, and uh, 
man, I had some tough roster calls, you know, just those last, you know, you know, everything's on the line. You you want to stick with your top players, but you know, sometimes it takes having that guts and playing extra players. So all year, you know, I was riding the highs of, man, my team's not doing well, man. I got all these injuries and I just sort of stuck with it. You know, I stuck with my top players. I didn't make any crazy cuts. I didn't do anything that was just going to blow up my team. I just sort of hung in there and it pretty much worked out uh, pretty well in that scenario. Now, the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast Fantasy League, which I, again, appreciate the uh, 20 members uh, that jumped on that ASAP. I couldn't have put it up on Twitter for more than two minutes, and it was already full. Um, that, that's been fun. You know, we're going to make some adjustments and do some different things in that league. But the thing I like most about that one is, again, it was a 20-team league, so... You're really striving for depth and, you know, those diamonds in the rough as well as, you know, what are the priority positions? You know, anybody can draft decent players, but, you know, when you know it's going to be short at quarterback or, you know, 20 team league with uh, three starting receivers and a flex, it's going to be tough to fill those positions. So you got to elevate the priority. So in that Kool-Aid cast league, like, you know, I remember my buddy, Big Hughes, you guys know him from the show. He shouted me out and he's kind of like, okay, you better do good in this league or else people are going to not take your advice or not listen to your fantasy show that you're doing. I'm like, oh man, I'm not too worried about it. You know, I like having fun with it. I like giving my opinion. You know, I, I enjoy this stuff, but I'm not sitting here late at night trying to figure out every little nuance of fantasy football. You know, if you love football and if you know it, and if you want to enjoy your leagues, you, you kind of just roll with the punches. But, um, so I got off to kind of a bad start in that league, you know, Hughes would hit me. Hey, you know, and not looking too good in the Detroit Cooley cast. They go, yeah, man, I got not like injuries, but these certain players aren't playing very well, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to hang in there. So sure enough, like, you know, middle of the year, even towards late in the year, you know, I was still in the middle, even sort of that, that middle to bottom half the standings. And I just went on a run. I went on a run towards the end of the year. I, I snuck in in the eighth seed of the playoffs. And I've had two great weeks in the playoffs. It looks like I'm going to get to the, uh, yeah, it's basically cemented. Like, I'm going to be in the championship of the Detroit Kool-Aid Cast League. No no shenanigans, no nothing on the back end with, uh, you know, doing anything uh, underboard. That's not what I do. I, I did feel bad in this league. We did have to adjust a couple things mid-year, but that was just because it got thrown together so quick that, you know, in a 20-team league, a few things just didn't make sense, and a few things didn't make sense, and we kind of just had to roll with them because the website was locked. But that's neither here nor there. Like, it's been fun to just sort of see that, man, I just, you know, hung in there, put my team in, made a few good trades, uh, traded for Miles Sanders mid to end of the year, and, and he's he's blown up here late. Let, let, let me talk about a couple players here while I'm at it, talking about ups and downs of the season. So I've drafted... These are some names I know I have in a few of my leagues. Miles Sanders, Miko Hardman, James Washington, DJ Chark. Um, let's see who else I have. Terry McLaurin. You know, these are some of the deeper leagues where you're drafting and you got to have lots of receivers. Um, I also have Justice Hill in a few leagues. I have... Um, Players like that, that are, you know, the rookies, the young guys, guys in their second, third year, maybe that haven't broke out yet. It's like, what do you do with those guys? You know, most people are like, if they're not producing, you got to get rid of them, right? And get a guy that's producing right now. 
but for the majority of those players I named off, you know, I've 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 hung on to them, I've hung in there. And and you almost have to do that knowing that you know we want to win every game. You want to win every year. But there's a certain sense in fantasy football to hanging on to those talented players, even when they're not producing, even young in their careers, knowing this is going to pay dividends. This guy's going to be good. This guy's going to be a ball player. He's a blue chip type player. Instead of getting rid of him for the hot waiver claim that week to help you. Because, you know, the the one league where I'm the two-time <laughs> defending champ... Like, I'm going to go down in the playoffs, which which kills me to say. I, I definitely wanted the Michael Jordan three-peat so I could, uh, you know, grab the trophy and go fall on my face in the locker room like MJ did. And, and uh, you know, I think that's what he did when he won the third one there uh, on Father's Day, too, I believe, after he lost his dad. But anyway, um, I really wanted to win that one. But here, here's the silver lining. Here's the ups and downs of fantasy football. I may have lost that matchup. You know, I may have hung on to some of these young guys um, where I could have either cut bait, traded them. This this league also has draft picks. There's a lot of, uh, let's say, activity, a.k.a. shenanigans, a.k.a., um, you know, trading, rumor innuendo that went down <laughs> in this league. And uh, I, I passed on a few trades, you know, to hang on to future pieces, to hang on to these young guys. And, you know, the guy that didn't, the guy that made those deals and the guy that, you know, went for the now. I mean, he used George Kittle, Chris Carson, you know, Darren Waller, all these guys that he obtained. They all blew up on me and they ended up squeaking me out. I mean, great matchup. You know, both of us had good, good lineups, good teams. So you kind of just tip your cap. But... You know, knowing if I would have given up a future first rounder, I might have got George Kittle. He might have helped me get this W, maybe get another championship. But I feel like in this league, a first round pick is a three, four year player at a cheap price that is going to be a stud. So especially in this draft where you got tons of running backs, tons of receivers and even some quarterbacks if you need that. So, you know, um. Uh, speaking of up and downs, I hate to say this when he's not on the show, but uh, the big Hughes, I got to use him as an example again. Me and him always talk at fantasy football, always talking football in general. He, this guy was riding high all year long. I gave him dap when he came on the show about how he was just balling out, having a great fantasy football season. Sure enough, man, I told him probably five, six weeks ago, you know, you better be careful with some of that uh, trash talking you're doing or something you're riding so high because a couple injuries, a couple guys not getting the football, you know, can really take the wind out of your sails. You know, and he felt like oh, I got the depth. I, I like my roster. And sure enough, you know, I, he almost says I jinxed him. I, I didn't mean to. I was just sort of saying I've been there where your team is rolling and then they're not rolling at the time you need them to be rolling. <laughs> So Hughes, unfortunately, saw that, uh, you know, injuries as well as just some untimely things in the league caught up to him. And this guy had probably one of the better fantasy football seasons I've seen across all his leagues. And he's probably not coming home with any hardware and any of the ones that he wants to wants to win. That's for sure. So he's, you know, was really up and now he's really down in regards to where he's at and in the fantasy football season and on the back end. 
I mean, everybody has those leagues that you want to win, whether it be because the potato chips or because of the bragging rights or because of the people that are in it with you. And then there's those throw-in leagues. And, and, you know, I know this year for me, a couple of the leagues that really want to end up with the hardware and the bragging rights, I'm going to come up short. But some of the throw-ins, I'm going to probably win. It's like, you know, you still want to win. You still want to enjoy those. But you also are sitting there going, man, you know, I would trade these two, three, you know, who cares championships in for that one that you definitely want. That would definitely be, you know, much more exciting in many different ways. So, again, there's more ups and downs. It's like, man, I'm down, I'm losing, but I'm still going to probably win a couple, which is always fun. You know, anytime you can get a, a big dub ski at the end of the year, win a championship or you know, it's just, it's just crazy how it happens, you know, up, down, all around. Um, I guess I'm preaching today and in general, just sort of hang in there. You know, um, you'll hear me on the show and on the Kool-Aid cast a lot of times, just continue to support a player, continue to be positive. But there is something to be said with knowing where that breaking point is and knowing the value of a young guy, the value of a draft pick and knowing when, to sell it as well. I uh, had that situation with TJ Hawkinson where this is a two tight end league. It's a deep league. And I feel like Hawkinson's going to be good. I've complained about him a little bit on Twitter that he's been, you know, nowhere to be found since week one. And of course he went on IR here towards the back half of the year. So this year's a total loss for me in regards to obtaining TJ Hawkinson, but what I did is I basically gave up what I th- I think it was to get him this year, next year. So I feel like I get him a year early. I pay the same price I would have paid probably to obtain him this year and hope that for the next two, three, four years, he ends up being a really quality football player in a league where tight ends are really important. So more ups and downs, you know, just said, man, I, I didn't get anything out of Hawkinson. I didn't get anything out of Justice Hill. You know, uh, Michael Hardman barely did anything. I never even played A.J. Brown or uh, Miles Sanders because I had better players in front of them. And here they are, the ones balling out when it counts. And they're sitting on my bench for the most part. Like, that that can be crazy frustrating. But I think that, you know, it's prudent to just sort of no values – I was talking on Twitter today with some people about the NFL draft. You know, people want to just fill needs. Some people want, hey, I'm just going to take all defense. Uh, you know, the this team is going to lose Marvin Jones, so we need a receiver. Like, the important thing to do in your drafts, in your leagues, is to just sort of no value of a player, a draft pick, a moment in time, and know when to go and when to stay, when to sell, when to buy. Um, those are really important to me. It's kind of just an ebb and flow. You know, I don't have some big, you know, formula I use. I'm not sitting here with some trade chart, like some of these people are using websites to figure it out. It's just sort of like, you know, when you got to go for it, you know, when it's like, ah, I know that would help me right now, but that's not going to be best long-term. So, you know, I, I just think towards the end of your football season here, fantasy football, a lot of people are thinking, "Ah, I wish I would have played that guy. Oh, you know, I was about to play so-and-so, and I did, and they blew up. and would have won my – you know, that's all the ifs and buts, you know, that everybody does or the Monday morning quarterback. You know, what I do, a couple episodes I went on a on a Peter King rant, speaking of Monday morning quarterbacks. Go back and listen to that if you want. I blew that guy up. But everybody does it. You know, everybody thinks, well, I should have, or I, I knew I was going to, but you, you got to play your best lineup. you got to be in the moment and sort of know, okay, who do we play, why? 
you also like when these trades come up or, you know, I'll sit there in a draft and I'll have, you know, uh, projections or, you know, a, sh- a spreadsheet, whatever I'm using to sort of do my draft. And there's times you got to go off the board, you know, it might say take so-and-so you're just like, Nope, I got a feeling about this guy. I feel like this is a better long-term investment. You go for that. So, you know, I, I'm not a proponent of, you know, people that are just going to stick to the total analytics. You're going to try to tell me all day and every day, you know, why it has to be this way because of numbers, because of stats, it's about value. It's in the draft. You may have a guy that's perceived to be here, but if you know you can get a similar type player later, great. Some people say, I just don't want to miss out on so-and-so. Like anytime you miss out on a player, there's another player coming right down the pike, you know, either at a different position. Maybe you got him two rounds later. He's a little bit less of a player, but the value is actually better at that point. You know what I mean? All this kind of stuff to weigh. So that that's why I enjoy fantasy football so much, to be honest, to kind of close out this uh, shorter episode is people always like, you know, kind of wonder, like, you know, I have buddies, oh, you know, I, I, I don't do fantasy football anymore. You know, it's not fun for me or it's not my thing. <laughs> Krifka. Uh <laughs> and a bunch of my other buddies do that too. Oh, life's too busy. What I love about it, and I've actually talked to a couple of friends back into fantasy football. The reason fantasy football is as big as it is and why it exists is because we all sit there and want to be the GM. We all sit there and have our opinions. Who should play? Who's good? Who's not? Who you would draft? Who you wouldn't? Fantasy football is really the only chance where you somewhat get to go ahead and say, all right, Go prove it. Go show me, you know, and and don't just show me, uh, you know, one day or, you know, pull a pull a Grifka or some other friends where they, oh, you see this player? I knew it. Where like the other 10, he didn't get right, but he picks out that one. Fantasy football is a is a yearly, weekly type game where you got to be on it enough to compete. You know, these people that will join a league and will just sort of. Oh, you know, I just didn't have time or, oh, you know, I just, uh, you know, I just, it's not the same for me anymore. Those are the people that, that couldn't keep up with what it is to sort of be on top of your game and win at fantasy football. You know, nobody's spending hours and hours unless you do it for an absolute living and have to push out content. The the common man is sitting there, you know, between work, between family, between all the other million things we do during the all right, how, how am I going to get my lineup in? Like, when am I going to make my roster moves? Like, how am I going to listen to podcasts or, you know, pull up something um, that will help me make a roster decision, either who to play or who to pick up? We're all doing that. And it's a matter of even that to me is fun, kind of competitive where you're like, you know, we all sort of have the same limited amount of time. You know, I know a lot of people want to, they're so much busier than everybody else or whatever. I feel like we all have this little bit of limited time to do the things we enjoy, whether it be golfing, fantasy football, um, you know, hunting, uh, you know, other people love to do a million other things, right? So it's like you got that little bit of time to do that. And if you're going to pick fantasy football or like I call out to my buddies, if you're going to talk all this junk that you know all this stuff about football and you always are right, then show me. Put in the work, put in the time, the limited time that we have to you know, figure out what's your system. Are you going to go use some website? Do you just know it off the top of your head? What are you going to do to show me and show this league and prove yourself 
when it really counts. And that means, yes, there's a lot of luck to fantasy football. There's times where your guys are all hurt. Maybe you pick some guy. He just turns out to be a stud. You know, it's almost like in uh, that work league, you know, bracket that you do where the person that knows nothing about basketball usually does well, right? There's a certain element to that of luck. But there's also a sense of if you pluck away at it day by day, little by little, you know your stuff, you get a few right, you get a few wrong, you hang in there, you make a few trades, you do, you know, a little bit of everything. At the end of the year, I feel like you'll be hanging in there. It's the people that miss the draft, don't put any work in, talk a bunch of noise, but don't know what they're talking about, that end up coming up short. And that's that's when I, I like seeing the people that... It did, they didn't make it their life. They didn't make it like the end-all, be-all. But we all love to compete. We all love to win. And we know that usually when you want to compete, whether it be on the field, the court, you know, whatever, it takes some work. You know, if you really want to be good, you might need to go put in some extra jump shots. You might need to go throw the football for some extra routes with your receivers. And that's what it isn't to me in fantasy football, these ups and downs I'm talking about as well as hanging in there is like you can sit there and make all the excuses you want. You can sit there and sort of say, oh, well, I'm just too grandiose. I'm too busy for this. Then don't talk the noise and don't act like you know everything or, or sit there on Monday, Tuesday morning and say, oh, see, I knew that guy wouldn't be good. Oh, see, uh, you know, you, you know, I, I would have done this or I would have done that because you didn't do that. You didn't do that. And you had your chance. So I think it's really important to sign of, uh, you know, don't just sing it, bring it type of thing, as well as, you know, just these, we could talk about stats. We could talk about numbers. We can talk about who to play. I could sit here for another 20 minutes and tell you who to play in your championship round in week uh, 16 of the NFL season. We could break down matchups. I do that more so on my USA Today Lions wire called the Fantasy Football Weekly. If you haven't checked it out this year, check it out. And I'm definitely hoping to bring that back uh, next year as well as some other content I'm working on. Hopefully we'll be able to tell you more about some of that stuff here in a bit. But we could talk all about that. But to me, what's fun are all these little things that happen. The trade you didn't make. The time that you held a player and he ends up being a great player a year later. Um than you wanted but it ends up paying off in the long run Uh, i've had a couple where i make a trade now and maybe fall short maybe sort of eat it but bam next year i got the number one pick in the draft because of that trade next year you know i'm seeing a player come to fruition that i almost cut i almost got rid of to me those are the fun things not only about player acquisition team building fantasy football but about the process to me, the process is so much more fun sometimes than the end result. People will say, oh, I, man, I lost. I just, you know, oh, the season was such a waste. I'm so frustrated. Like, you know for 10, 12, 14 plus weeks you had fun managing your roster, put people in, enjoying it top to bottom. You're just frustrated with the end result of you didn't win. You came up just short. You should have played so-and-so and you didn't. Like, we all deal with that. That's all that second-guessing that happens, not only in fantasy football, but in life. But the fun part is the journey, the process, as well as all these little intricacies I'm talking about, all these little ups and downs, and all of this little bit of hanging in there to see the end result and hope that it's exactly what you want and what you plan for. So... There it is. No uh, no breaks today. Uh, got the sponsors in off the top. Uh, just wanted to sort of 
talk fantasy football, talk about those scenarios, and uh, get away from some of the start, sit, stats, numbers, this, that, and just say, like, enjoy the ups and downs, enjoy the thrills of victory, and deal with the agonies of defeat. They happened to me this past weekend. I fell short in a couple. Um, looks like I'm probably going to win a couple. Hey, that's how it happens. So thank you, everybody, so much. I've emptied my fantasy football tank here for you in a shorter episode. Um, enjoy the game tonight. This will be coming out before, just a little bit before Monday Night Football. Enjoy it. If you've got anybody on the Saints or the Colts, I hope they blow up for you and help you win your matchup. If you don't and you've won, you know, uh, get those lineups in. Check those waiver wires for next week. If you came up short and you're done for the year, fantasy football is never done. There'll be a draft before you know it. There'll be... Uh, rookies, NFL draft, free agency. You're going to have to keep your eye on all that to compete and win that hardware in 2020. So thank you everybody so much. Take care. I'm out. Drink it in.